Welcome everybody. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about... Shit, I don't actually remember the title. Uh, designing for collaboration. <laughs> designing for collaboration, thank you. Should we so, keep um, that? <laughs> my god. We, we, we keep this yeah, thing. We, we could. keep this thing. Hi, my name is Jasper Sebastian. I'm a student at the University of Twente and currently project coordinator of Design Lab. I am Nafel Kusi, an Interaction Technology Master student in University of Twente and Dream Teamer for Design Lab. And we welcome you to the Design Lab Room. This series gives you a look behind the scenes of Design Lab initiatives while exploring the experiences of the people who led them. So grab your drink of choice and let's dive in. Hi guys, today we're going to be talking about designing for collaboration within the Design Lab. Just to give you guys the setting, the Design Lab is a creative and collaborative space in which we've actually put quite a lot of thought into how we have built this space such that it fosters creativity and collaboration between people. One of the examples you can imagine for those people who have been in the Design Lab, the kitchen was strategically placed there to prevent people from taking a break in their meeting room or in their lecture space and to create a, to create a, social, a sort of social gathering spot where you can share your ideas, have a drink, have a coffee, make a toasty and uh, yeah. So today we've got a couple of people and they will talk about uh, the different places that have been that they built here in the design lab. Specifically we have invited Dirk and Peter that will talk to us about the Connect and Playrooms. The Connect room is used usually for workshops, it's slightly larger, and it has been used also as a project room for group meetings, as well as uh, having quite a few collaborators, like up to 24 people in non-pandemic situations. And then we also have Play, which is used for a more brief and creative brainstorm session. So you can imagine a round table, which has a spinning glass top in the center of it. And the fun thing about it is that you can actually use whiteboard markers to start brainstorming on the table itself. And when you want to pass on your idea to somebody else, just spin the table and other people can start writing and expanding on your, uh, on your brainstorm. But enough of us, let's uh, bring in Peter that uh, actually was instrumental in the design of both rooms. Hello, Peter. Hi, good evening. Please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, Peter Riem. I have been uh, a dream teamer for uh, several years. I think uh, from 2017 to 2020-ish. I worked there for a while and I did uh, a couple of projects uh, there as uh, nearly everyone uh, in the dream team. And uh, I did, uh, yeah, mainly design uh, related uh, projects. So uh, Connect and, uh, and Play were uh, both projects that I was involved in, but also the Lookbook, which um, maybe some of you still see every now and then. It's still used to this day. Yeah, it's okay. Oh. That's great to hear. That's great to hear and other smaller uh, projects, uh, mainly graphic design, uh, posters every now and then, that kind of stuff, yeah. So to, uh, to our understanding, you're not in Design Lab anymore, you have graduated. Uh, what are you doing now? 
At this point, I'm uh, I'm an engineer at a startup. I did uh, industrial design uh, when I was studying at the university, and after my studies, I uh, I felt it was a good idea to um, develop my technical skills a little bit more. Um, after doing yeah mainly creative and uh, yeah creative uh, creative work uh, at the university, so I decided to uh, to work for this uh, for this company, and uh, we're uh, developing a a new concept uh, wind turbine. Uh, we're called Touchwind. Uh, you can uh, check them out. It's uh, it's pretty exciting, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing yeah mechanical engineering work there, so engineering work a lot. But also graphic design uh, and uh, and other um, um, yeah small tasks to uh, to run an uh, an organization yeah. That's really interesting. Uh, it seems like you have taken a few of the lessons along with you. But let's uh, move a little bit to connect specifically. Yeah. Uh, you have done quite a few projects. How did specifically connect come to be? Well, it was kind of fun i uh i really felt lucky b- back then because i uh i i got hired somewhere in in april i uh i i, I think and um and and connect was already a project uh someone started uh with uh, before that but it was uh it was not done yet and there was no clear vision so me and uh han de jong the uh, the guy I was collaborating with together we did this uh, did this project uh, we we organized this project and we did all the design work and, and most of the, the the building we uh, we started uh, together it's a dream team as well and uh, together we we started connect as well if I remember right uh, back in the day yeah, they wanted to uh, have a room where uh, that was that that could be flexible uh, so uh, uh, people yeah, could work there with uh, larger groups, and therefore we designed something for up to twenty-four people, uh, which is also the maximum that you want amount of people that you want in Connect as well. It's uh, I think about um, fifteen by by uh, four or something. But yeah, and so flexibility in 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 people, but also flexibility in how long people are working there. So from yeah sessions of only an afternoon. Two sessions of or two to two uh, two months of desk work, uh, so that uh, required um, yeah an innovative design yeah to agree to these uh, th- these uh, uh, requirements. And how did you come up with that design? What was the, your creative process there? Well, really early on in the design process, it was it was if I uh, like I think the design process was 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 super fast because really fast they were really quickly in the, in the in the process we thought like yeah maybe we should do something with the logo uh so you know the the logo with all the small bits and pieces the the, the um, yeah one of these uh university uh, uh logos or or yeah, it's called the casino element uh, sorry? Casino. it's called the casino element casino that's the prop. Yeah, it's, it's, so the I know exactly what you mean. The the green sort of background behind the design lab logo, I think. Uh, the 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 pattern. Yeah, the pattern. Yeah, exactly. It really looks. Yeah, it looks like random random bits together, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. All that one. So we thought, like, yeah, we should do something with it. 
and and I think in one of the first sessions that we uh, that we did, we uh, we we thought of an idea to uh, make a ten ten gram like uh, uh, shapes of of desktops, and um, so we uh, continued on that idea. And at a certain point, we thought like, yeah, okay, we can make all those 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 desks differently, but we can also maybe generate a shape that looks rather random and uh, but is but is the same so uh, so we continued on that idea and at a certain point we uh, we developed this kind of method of picking picking corners on every like yeah normally you have 490 degree corners and uh, and we started playing with it and we uh, we found out that that when you pick the right corners you generate tabletops that can be organized in certain ways that it becomes a, a, a clear shape. And so we continued on this and we uh, tried uh, different uh, angles. And at a certain point, we, we just came across this, this table, which is, um, is, is rather simple, actually. You have two 90-degree corners and two sides that are uh, exactly the same length. Uh, and you have one uh, corner of 120 degrees and one corner of 60 degrees. And uh, with that, you can make all those combinations that you can uh, you can make with it. So we have this, uh, uh, yeah, you have different types of, of rectangles, uh, different types of uh, uh, triangles. Uh, you have uh, this uh, this 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 shape that looks like a, a camera uh, dia uh, diagram, diaphragma. Uh, di yeah, a camera diaphragm. Yeah, diaphragm. Yeah. And yeah, from that point on, we, we just knew like, this is this is pretty cool. Let's just make this. And we really, well, yeah, from that point on, everything just happened. Uh, I think we just tried to make it fit along with the rest of the design lab. So we reused or yeah, we, we borrowed this, this idea of this plexiglass that was already used for the coffee table next to the kitchen. And also the, 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 the same type of wood in order that like, the brand of Design Lab was becoming stronger uh, instead of like starting a new idea. Our belief was that you should bring this idea further and enhance this 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 brand. Uh, so that's what we did. So keep it in the in the family, basically in the design yeah, exactly. family of Design yeah. Lab. Yeah, yeah, that you that you generate something that that really fits to the style and and really yeah yeah um, makes it makes it stronger, more powerful. And how did this all come together? How did the, the, the core work come together? Yeah, what I said, the, the, the design process was really fluent, was really, I think, maybe, maybe it also had to do with the fact that we, all, we both had a design background. But uh, from that point on, we had to do work that we were uh, educated for, what we never did before, uh, contacting uh, manufacturers and uh, also discuss with them uh, dis discuss technical issues with them, but also discuss the price and that kind of stuff. So we, yeah, that was one of the first steps. And eventually we, yeah, we found out that it would become really expensive if we would do it, uh, if we would let the whole thing made by, by, uh, by uh, a carpenter. So we decided to, uh, to at least do the assembly ourselves and uh, order our uh, different uh, parts at, at, uh, at different uh, suppliers. So uh, we went to uh, a company in Hengelo that, uh, that uh, built us the, the plexiglass legs. 
also because we have the facilities for that at the university, but if you kind of flatten them out, they become like the, the legs are really big, like they're two meters long or something. And like the risk would be too large that like we would make some mistakes. So we eventually ordered that somewhere else. And uh, the tabletops were also ordered, but the, the varnishing was done uh, by ourselves. And uh, we also uh, built uh, uh, another two uh, honeycombs that you can uh, ride through the room. Yeah. Mm, it's They also play a role as a wall divider, right? Yeah, yeah. So we use that as a wall divider also because you have so many, like they wanted something that was so flexible. And we thought like, yeah, okay, maybe it's nice to have, for example, uh, I don't know, a professor working there uh, in uh, one half of the of the room and, and, and have some kind of, uh, uh, um, I don't know, creative session or a discussion with a project group in the other half of the room in order that it could be, uh, yeah, you could, yeah, increase the flexibility of it. I have one question because there is a lot of initiative that was taken there and a lot of like uh, creativity was put into a lot of work. Uh, did you reach out to other researchers or did you do everything between the two of you in a sort of disciplinary way? I think the university is a, is a really good place for, uh, for knowledge, but uh, I think this kind of practical knowledge is is a type of knowledge that is maybe less easy to find. But I think one of the people that is uh, really having this practical knowledge is, is Eric, uh, that is probably still working there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so he uh, like we we every now and then we had some kind of uh, well problem or we uh, we had a discussion that we wanted to uh, uh, to handle well, on a technical or like I don't know building building topic and uh so we uh, so we asked him uh, we had the education to uh, to build like industrial designers are or they are capable of of uh designing a process or 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 thinking of a process to manufacture some something so we had some knowledge already we had some help from the university and a big part was just was just new for us so um yeah Mistakes could have happened, but uh, they they didn't. Oh, that's that's really lucky. <laughs> no, yeah. it's not. It's not like it's actually also educated and also hard work. But um, I'm I'm guessing that it's uh, also there must have been a sigh of relief when everything came together and clicked together and worked and nothing was cut wrong. Nothing happened to be in the wrong uh, stage. Uh, which brings me to the question. Um, Connect was made to be uh, this kind of very flexible place. It was meant to host people that are invited for longer periods of time and at the same time allow for collaborative sessions that could be shorter. And I'm wondering, how was it used? What What is like the history, the life of Connect? Um, maybe, Jasper, you have somebody here who can answer that? I absolutely do. Um, I'd like to welcome Dirk to the table, well, virtual table. Um, yeah, he has been, well, he is, I could say, one of the veterans of the of the Dream Team, who is still part of the Dream Team, the current Dream Team. He is also part of the tech team, so he's very tech, he's very technically skilled. 
he worked on the other room, which was called Play. And yeah, welcome, Dirk. Yeah, welcome, Jesper. Um, explain, oh, tell me a bit about yourself. Who are you? What have you done in the design lab, and uh, what do you do now? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, I think I started in 2018, and then immediately I joined the project Peter was working on. Play uh, was quite cool, and after that I joined a lot of other uh, projects, especially involving metalworking. I started or actually took over Design Up University from Dominic Lenz. So uh, yeah, that was about hosting workshops to teach people practical skills. Um, yeah, that, that's what I did there recent years. Ah, I didn't know that you did the Design Lab University. That's really interesting. All right. Um, so I think the very first question I can ask you is, how was the Connect used throughout the last few years? Yeah, so it was often used for uh, lectures where students interacted a lot with uh, the lecturer and also for group work. Uh, it didn't really uh, became used by uh, by PhDers or something. It was often uh, yeah just students. Uh, a new room has been built for specifically for PhDers, and it also it also has been used for uh, students working together in project groups and just uh, yeah discussing stuff over there. So in a collaborative way. And if I remember correctly, it was mentioned earlier that you were also part in creating play which is the room adjacent to uh, to connect. So yeah, do you want to tell me a bit about that? How did you start it? Yes, so the Peter started together with some other people and during the realization phase, I joined in. So maybe Peter can tell something about the start. I definitely can. Yeah, well, the, 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 when, when connect ended, uh, the project was finished more or less. We had this other room that was still like looking like an office with uh, really old furniture and uh, just left leftover furniture from the, from the university uh, yeah without without a real use so uh, yeah we started to, we started with this rough idea of yeah developing a, a brainstorming room or a room for creativity and i started this top this uh, this this uh, uh, project with uh, alexandra and lisette both dream teamers uh, at the time and uh, we started this creative uh, uh, sessions. We took a long time for that because we wanted to make something that uh, generate something that was um, like we we wanted to know where we were talking about. So we we uh, we interviewed a couple of people at the university or um, doing research through creativity or uh, having some kind of idea about uh, how the room should look like. And uh, back then there was also um, someone doing research to creativity uh, at the design lab, uh, developing the design lab method. Uh, her name was uh, Daphne. So we, uh, we also interviewed her. And uh, based on her findings, we uh, set up a list of requirements uh, to, uh, to, to design for. Um, and that's uh, that's how this uh, project started. It sounds like there was a lot more research put into uh, into play than uh, compared to Connect. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And uh, how long did this process take? I'm not sure if we mentioned earlier how long Connect took, but uh, how does time wise, how does this one compare? Um, I think Connect took about uh, 
took about nine months to complete, I think. Wow, it's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, also pretty slow if you imagine that after like three brainstorm sessions, we already had the idea what we were going to make. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I set up the digital workshop together with Enrico. Yeah. And that took us a good two and a half years. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I can I can say out of my experience, nine months is quite quick for uh, for an entire room to be redesigned. Uh, yeah, well, uh, thanks, I guess. And also for <laughs> for the size of the room, right? Yes. Um, given that there was some that there was much more research put into play, yeah. was there anyone who was on the sideline checking that what you were doing was right? both on a more methodolo methodolo oh, methodological, is that a word? Method methodological, methodolo yes. Methodological approach, but as well as a physical approach, like the rigidity of the tables that you were making? <laughs> well, yeah, the, the, the rigidity of the tables that we were making were uh, dependent on, uh, on, on, his, on, on Dirk's uh, uh, welding skills. <laughs> so yeah, ask him. No, um, joking. Eventually, we 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 interviewed uh, people that did research to creativity, and I think uh, this is one of those topics that is like you have so many di different uh, uh, ways of of achieving uh, an environment that uh, that enhances uh, creativity. But yeah, we grabbed uh, the first proper uh, uh, sources. And, uh, and and use those. And I think especially uh, the research that Daphne did to, uh, to, to creativity was really focused on our method as well. So we were creating a room that was based on the design of method that was a no-brainer, I would say. And for the rest, uh, like, like building it, yeah, well, we're engineers. We, we, we can do some research to, or we can do uh, studies to uh, if something will... Uh, collapse or not and we also did but uh this also comes to uh uh like these kind of topics and when you're just making one-offs um but back then back then you guys were not certified engineers yet you're still trying to true, get your bachelor's true. so uh... but everyone can make something <laughs> like uh you yeah, can make yeah. a you can make a, a a stool if you want to or or a chair if you want to yeah, uh, we, we did make some small proof of concept yeah. models. I think of the chairs and also of the table, just a bit to test rigidity. So just yeah, to yeah, prove for assumptions. Okay, that's great. So you did take it yourself. And I'm guessing that this was deemed enough. You talked with Eric. Is that correct? Yeah, we also had some discussions with Eric. And, and furthermore, I also had some... Uh, um, I already had an agree, actually. I, I, I was already a mechanical engineer, um, and and I and I worked for a for a company that was, um, uh, or I, I did my uh, uh, internship uh, or um, uh, final final uh, thesis for my bachelor uh, mechanical engineering for a company that was uh, developing uh, office uh, furniture. Um, and and there eventually the whole topic of this 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 tool came from as well, and uh, that is like yeah the stool that is used for uh, for in in this room is is slightly higher that forces a more active seating position, which is great for high energy 
kind of uh, sessions that brainstorm sessions are in general and uh, and also for like this the, the small period of time uh, the wooden seat is perfect because uh, yeah we don't need it we didn't need any uh, any relaxing chair where you could hang in uh, for the rest of the day because that was not like the thing that we designed for we designed some something that that just like uh, provoked energy and that's how we uh, came with this active uh, active seat and and also what i thought was kind of nice was that it's it's really hard to make beautiful furniture if you want to have everything uh, adjustable so yeah of course there are adjustable chairs it's really easy to uh, work with or to make to buy something with a with a gas spring i think it's it's called but yeah to make something that also fits to the design up style it's uh, it's it's a little bit harder uh, so eventually we came up with this 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 tool and um is uh, for shorter people it's it's just an active seating position and for for longer people it's more like a general chair uh, or a ge- general seating height um so uh, so that changes a little bit yeah being a short person i can uh, confirm this statement <laughs> it yeah. is actually quite comfortable to sit in which yeah. is not easy to find yeah. in the netherlands that's uh, that's great to hear <laughs> and actually in my second year or was it my first year of creative technology um i was tasked with designing a brainstorming room for the library of hengelo i think um and we actually used the playroom as our inspiration and we did some proper research into the whole design of the room and the table and you guys did an incredibly good job with uh, with designing this and now coming to the design i want to ask you Didk, um what did you guys exactly build for play so so first we made a 3d model of about everything in solidworks or actually i think before that we made some peter made some concept sketches and from those sketches, uh, uh, yeah, some designs were made. So the table, uh, the wooden part was modeled in SolidWorks, so we could let it uh, be fabricated by uh, by a company, and then we had to glue it together to uh, yeah, make it in a full circle. Then the steel frame was uh, also modeled, and then it was uh, laser cut uh, to the right size, and then I welded it together myself. It was really fun to do. The frame was laser cut? In what sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can laser cut tubes in the correct shapes and then you can just weld together yourself oh, and then you have okay. a frame. But not in the design lab? No, that was not laser cut in the design lab. No, we, we okay. a company in, uh, in Winterswijk uh, did it. So uh, that, was, that was quite cool. Okay, all right. And um, it was also quite a challenge to get like a really big glass plate that was white. So uh, yeah, we found a company that could make it. I think they, with a water cutter, they uh, water jet, they cut it for us. And uh, that was quite nice. And uh, the support structure below the glass plate, we cut it in multiple pieces in the design lab with our own laser cutter. And then like a jigsaw puzzle, we we uh, yeah, we made it together and went uh, quite well. I think there were also some other elements Peter made. In the yeah, room, I right? think so. I think so. Uh, bookcase is there uh, that, uh, that is shaped like uh, this tree. Uh, that's something that uh, Ian Han, I think, uh, uh, um, made ourselves. That was kind of an interesting, uh, interesting job because, yeah, we wanted to have something that was uh, structurally uh, stable, um, but in the same time, yeah, aesthetically pleasing, um, and make everything from from uh, multiplex again. 
Okume yeah, multiplex, just like the, the desks and uh, in Connect and, and the coffee table upstairs and the Dream Team desk as well. So uh, that was that was really interesting uh, for us as beginning uh, woodworkers, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. I think we mentioned this earlier in the description that the table was wrote well. It was well round in the first place, but that it also had a rotating element to it. Was there any sort of yeah principles behind your design? For example, you made a tree bookshelf. Yeah. Was there something behind that as well? Um, before we we asked you asked like uh, where where our research was based on, and one of the researchers at the university, I think he's still uh, teaching is uh, Thomas van Rompuy. He's uh, doing uh, research to the um, uh, influence of nature on creativity and, and health and, and a healing process. And there is quite some uh, convincing uh, uh, research done in, in, in the past that, uh, that, has, uh, that, that the nature, nature has a positive impact on, uh, on creativity. Uh, so, we, uh, so we involved him in, uh, in, in the early stages as well. And we decided to continue on that as well. Uh, so we um, uh, we try to involve um, nature kind of vibes in in the room, and therefore we uh, we also uh, made this uh, this uh, tree shelf, but also the fake grass and like some plants that we uh, designed originally for the room as well were uh, incorporated into the to the design, the concept design. Uh, so that, yeah, that was one of the topics. It's, uh, it seems like these projects were quite big and uh, they involved a lot of different people. So can you tell us a little bit your stakeholders? Who did you work with? Well, eventually, uh, Frank Rezin, he was director of the design lab back in the day. And this, this, this project, it, it had two phases. The first phase was this, uh, this conceptual phase and the second phase was the, the phase that I worked with Dirk uh, mainly, uh, where we uh, we actually uh, uh, realized the, the the design. Yeah, and he was the one that we uh, that we were discussing with on a regular basis. But but also uh, like real no go go uh, moments. Uh, at a certain point, we we had to show him what we designed, what we designed, and what we we thought of, and uh, and what the budget was for it. And uh, if he uh, would agree or not. Oh, yeah. that's, that must have been an interesting moment in the project. Yeah, well, in the meantime, we were kind of, I think, I think we, uh, we, we thought it was a good idea. Uh, so we, uh, we were confident. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's important to uh, make sure that your budget is, is uh, and your hours are fitting. That's, that's always a topic. Which is really interesting because the way that we know Design Lab to work now is that the hours and the budget are set quite ahead of time and not later. Uh, I think it has been this kind of change since what you remember Design Lab to be, uh, that it, everything has been more standardized in a sense. A lot of things have become much more uh, specific. Another question that comes to my mind is that you had a lot of contractors and especially, Dirk, you discussed a lot about the, how you built the table and a lot of the parts of it was either pieced together. So a lot of work happened with contract contractors. How did that go? Yeah, it went uh, quite well. So 
for example, like I mentioned, um, the laser cutting was done by 24-7 Taylor Steel in Winterswijk. And it was just uh, something that really fascinated me that you can like order tubes yeah, uh, to the correct size. Laser cut was quite cool. So uh, yeah, we just send them our files and they send us our stuff back. That went quite smoothly. And also uh, Luma and Hengelo, it's like a local powder coating company. And I knew them from someone else. So uh, I just brought my stuff there. And uh, yeah, they coded it, went really well. And uh, also it was quite funny, I had to get my stuff there. So I just asked the university if I could borrow one of their university cars. And they said, yeah, sure, just come pick it up. And then I just borrowed it. I was quite amazed it went that easily. I didn't have to register or anything. But apparently they gave me the wrong car. Well, uh, yeah, so apparently I stole the postman's car and he was a bit mad at me for using it. But uh, well, it was all right. Uh. And uh, yeah, he, he did, but it was an electric one, so he was a bit uh, annoyed that he had to charge it for an hour before he could do his post round. But, uh, oh, yeah. but, 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 but I got my stuff back from Hengelo, so it was oh, fine. These stories so, uh, can only yeah. be told by Dirk, there is no other person. <laughs> but, yeah, and also we worked together a bit with the horse workshop uh, like uh, in Norbert Spicker he's the boss of the horse workshop and they laser cut some small pieces for us and we also folded them in their sheet metal break so we had some support brackets and we made them uh, yeah, in that workshop yeah I think they're, they're, those were the ones I mostly remember do you have any other Peter? yeah I definitely do uh, uh, Hemabo was the, the, the contractor that we uh, that we used for the for the plexiglass, both for connect uh, and share. Yeah, they uh, they were really professional. I really enjoyed uh, working together together with them. And I think uh, Jongenil did uh, did did the wood uh, for uh, for the tabletops or for the for the for the share uh, table. I can still remember that some things went wrong, but I was really happy that it wasn't wasn't our yeah. fault. That yeah. is my next question. Were there any critical moments? Anything that went very south very fast? <laughs> yeah, I think also with John and Neil, the thing was we uh, let them do it, but they hired hired somebody else to actually do it. So there was yeah. like a middleman in the communication that made it a yeah. bit more difficult. But in eventually, it was just yeah, like. In those cases, you're really happy that your drawings are correct, um, and they they misunderstood it or they misread it uh, instead of like uh, you making a mistake and 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 uh, yeah, it's the other way around because then then they pro then you're probably being charged for uh, for 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 the mistake. Uh, well, I, I, was that for the table? Yeah, that was for the table of share. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I see. Um... Yeah, another moment, I'm not sure if that's relevant, but we had like some brackets to hold up wheels where the table would roll over for the rotating part. But somehow I managed to make them all mirrored, <laughs> like they were all not correct. But somehow I managed to mount it and it still works, but if you look underneath the table, you see it's not really mounted as it should be. <laughs> because I've made all the brackets a mirror image, yeah. Oh, so basically the mistake happened while welding. No, just while bending the stuff, but it was like really not repairable. Okay. <laughs> but it still yeah, works. I mean, that, that's the motto, right? Hey, it works. <laughs> I really hear a lot of names and I think we're all a little bit um, 
hearing a lot of my it might be even a bit overloading. Uh, I, I understand that a lot of these were like outside contractors, but there was also a core team that worked on this. And what were your teams as the design lab uh, is striving to be transdisciplinary? Were your teams transdisciplinary? Yeah, definitely. Share was. Uh, so uh, I I think the first stage, uh, I worked together with Lisette and, and uh, um, Alex. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, she was studying uh, European uh, European public European studies Euro- European I studies, yeah, and um, and 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 Lisette was studying uh, psychology. That was kind of an interesting uh, uh, um, process because they were looking for different things than I was, of course. But that's also like I think I think the process itself is already interesting. Um, but it's also nice to have different views on, on a certain topic. Were there ever moments where the view of a more psychological background and you of your engineering background, were there ever moments that these clashed really bad? Uh, or could you always find the middle ground quite easily? Well, no, I'm pretty happy that, uh, that, that we never really clashed. No, no, that's, <laughs> okay. that's, uh, that's, it always went quite smoothly, but I think in general, like dream teamers are um, okay with uh, like I think the people are attracted by the the whole concept and the whole area are people that are interested in in uh, in, in 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 different uh, backgrounds and different nationalities and different yeah so no we n- we never clashed it was it was it was always fun. Yeah, good. Good to hear. It's really amazing. I mean, no one can see it currently, but even through the screen, I can see this kind of relief and this smile of happiness <laughs> in theater, which is really cool. It is one of the things that we're always looking in projects to basically have different uh, worldviews. And between European studies, psychology, design and engineering, you have pretty much a whole circle, uh, which I think might have been a, a reason why play came out to be so cool and brings me also to my next question which is do you think you achieved your goal to build for collaboration um yeah that's an interesting one because eventually we did really like we did all research to how to how to how to achieve this collaborative room but we never really did research i think we succeeded in a nice room, but we uh, we never really did research if it was really like anything better than than any other room in the design lab. Well, it is. Um, it, it. Am I going to answer my own question? No. Is somebody else able to give another uh, viewpoint on that? Because I, I would really like to hear more opinions on how the playroom and the connect room have been used for collaboration. Like, I would like to hear other opinions on if these rooms are basically chosen by people who want to uh, do this kind of activities. Yeah. Yeah, so for play, it's been used a lot for brainstorming. And I also did some brainstorming sessions there myself. And I think it works really well for it. I can, I can say the same. At least in my first and second year, I was probably using play the most 
both for my meetings uh, for studies as well as meetings within the design lab. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, we even based one of our research projects on uh, on play. Um, we do well. We replicated the design for our mock model of a of of the brainstorming room for the library in Hengelo. Um, we spoke to our researchers from the study, and they were all quite fascinated by the fact that such a simple, well, simple-looking chair can have so many, well, not not necessarily so many functions, but such a good functionality. Because y you try to lean backwards, and you will be uncomfortable. You are really forced to be there on the table with your hands, pen in your hand, and and be engaged in this uh, in this yeah process in the brainstorming. Um. Well, that brings me to the question from the audience. Actually, uh, we have a question from the audience this time, and it is for you, Peter. And the question is, did you become a carpenter after all? <laughs> because we we got the hint, we got the hint that you were asked to make a patent for this table and to make it commercial or that this was an idea at some point. So the question is, did you did you uh, become a carpenter after all? And if not, are you thinking about it? Well, um... retirement plan maybe? Um, I, 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 I haven't been, uh, I have not become a carpenter, uh, sadly, sadly. Aww. Um, uh, yeah, good question. Yeah. After, uh, after share and, and connect, uh, I, I did some design projects for, uh, for, um, uh, university related, uh, organization, which is called, uh, uh science cafe Enschede. I also uh, developed something in, in wood, uh, or I designed something in wood. And I also uh, also manufactured or realized it in, in Design Lab, which was a lot of fun. But uh, I can still remember that it was so much sanding. And uh, back in the days, I was not too cautious about like uh, wearing any any uh, mouth protection or something, breathing protection. So uh, I had a cuff for, I think, three months or something. Uh <laughs> what did you breathe? <laughs> yeah, a lot of saw sawdust. So I, I did for a, for a short for a short term, but um, I I I, uh, I do um, work. I, I I'm working part time for uh, like uh, uh, touchment, and uh, with the the final day, I uh, I I do some uh, carpentry for myself in uh, like the, the last day, that Friday. Yeah. Okay, so no patent. The table is up for grabs. Well, the well, patent is, is not going to happen anyway. But uh, yeah, at, at a certain point, there was there were some questions, some some serious questions about like uh, buying the table. We ha we had some discussions with with uh, external parties about uh, uh, selling it. Uh, yeah, selling our table or making another one for them? No, 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 making another one for them. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I I think that this is not is a little bit. Um... I think this question came to be because it is a little bit outside of the scope of Design Lab to produce furniture for other people. We are doing prototyping, but this is research-based generally and a lot of things for the interior of Design Lab. But we are not exactly contracted for things that don't have to do with the pillars and the focuses of Design Lab. Uh, which is, uh, I, I understand the kind of uh, discussions that you had at the moment must have been quite interesting. 
this brings us to the end basically of a quite turbulent journey that you had you had a lot of um beautiful moments a lot of nice uh, collaborations uh, a stolen car uh <laughs> there there have been quite a few nice elements into it uh what did you learn in the end maybe dick you can start yeah so a lot of things uh like building the table and such were yeah somewhat new to me and uh, yeah, if you're not afraid to fail and just do it, you can make quite cool stuff. That was something that uh, yeah worked quite well this time. And also, yeah, working together with other passionate people can be really nice. Then uh, yeah, just goes in a sort of a flow, and that was quite nice too. And uh, Peter? Yeah, um, I think for me, I found it uh, I found it really really interesting. It was really good for me. I, I to be honest. It made me so much more confident in my first uh, years of, uh, or my first months at least, of of working because yeah, I, I got into a job where I uh, had to be uh, really independent from a really early early stage already, and uh, a lot of the things that I I did uh, for the design lab mainly just like finding a, a good contractor manufacturer to uh, to to uh, to to get what you want uh, for the right price. Uh, was uh, definitely something that I learned uh, at the design lab, and I also learned there to be a little bit more chill with the amounts of money that uh, come across. Because uh, yeah, I found it slightly terrifying. Yeah, back at that point, I think you mentioned it before. Yeah, to to get uh, to get these uh, these all these parts that had to become one table, and uh, and to see if they were actually fitting. What, what kind of numbers are we talking about? Well, I think. Uh, numbers of a, a small uh, a family car new yeah yeah so that's uh yeah if you mess stuff up you just mess stuff up and like eventually well yeah i was responsible and if if i missed yeah yeah so yeah eventually you're responsible and it's nice to learn to learn to handle that that responsibility it's an important thing and i understand that the university can't teach that to anyone because uh like yeah Ten thousand euros uh, for every student is uh, just not a not an option. Now it is it is understandable that feeling comfortable with very large numbers uh, is difficult. I I am I'm a little bit shocked. For example, for example, when Jasper told me how much the um, the digital lab cost, I was a little bit taken aback. I don't know how I would be able to say, okay, now we spend 20,000 euros for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, it is quite important to try and get comfortable with big numbers when one starts working. And I think that being active in this kind of environment, such as Design Lab, makes a lot of sense uh, in order to, to, to get this kind of head start, this kind of experience, which is really interesting. Um, and it, it, it seems like we're having a very good story here. We were very happy to have you around and to have this kind of uh, discussion with you. Is there anything that we didn't mention? Anything that you want to say or any message you would like to say to our current Dream Teamers? <laughs> it's your big moment. Yeah, give, us your, uh... give us your wisdom. Yeah, I think uh, it's really important to keep the, the two rooms clean. So uh, I... Uh, <laughs> take care of my baby. Would, yeah, take care of my babies. No, I, 
I had this really strong feeling about it in the beginning, but now uh, I, I believe it's going to be fine. And otherwise not, it's not my problem anymore either. I do yeah. think we're taking great care of your uh, creations. Yeah, and I think they're it. very cherished and they're very well used. I think it would be cool if uh, maybe some dream teamers started a small product to motorize the table. <laughs> because there's like a chef sticking out of the table. And if you just add a small electromotor, and yeah, you can make it turn all yeah all the time. Yeah. It would be quite there cool. have actually been discussions on digitalizing the playroom. Because, of course, you make these really big bra uh, brainstorm and mind maps on the table, but then there's no way of really keeping it as yeah. a digital file, which is much easier to share. Yeah. Um, but sadly, never got picked up. No, it was uh, it was an idea of the, in the beginning already. I think um, Jelle van Dijk, he's probably still around. Yeah, uh, he he mentioned it that it uh, that it would be a good uh, addition. Yeah. Uh, which I think I would love to see this project if it ever happens. Uh, it makes quite a bit of sense to digitalize the table. Now I don't know about the motor project, Dirk. Uh, but if if anybody does it, please put a stick on it as well, and let's make some uh, kebab. Yeah. <laughs> we have a blowtorch. We have a motorized table. There's nothing that we miss. Um, great. Uh, thank you very much for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. And maybe we can we could possibly at some point see you around in Design Lab because now Design yeah, yeah, Lab yeah. is open again. Yeah. Probably, probably at one of the um, Design Lab family barbecues. Yeah, that's the most probable place. I guess uh, this summer, um, well, with a little bit of luck, we uh, maybe get it organized. Yeah, it will be great. With a little bit of luck, meaning that you know everything is going back to normal and restrictions are lifted, uh, yes. we would have this wish to to have you back there. So, thank you very much and. Goodbye. Bye.